you know, the Lord is really faithful. You know, he has, I'll be reading the word or, or listening to a sermon and then I'll wake up and then God will just give me like something. He'll, he'll download something into my spirit and I'll be like, oh, that'll be a good sermon. And then, and then uh, it'll be like the Lord will say, start preparing it. And I do. And then eventually, you know, like literally within a week or two, I'll get a text. Hey, you're going to preach this Friday. So I'm like, hey, praise the Lord. You know, that's what the Lord wanted me to share. This time, <laughs> I was like, are you sure, Lord? Because um, I know what it involves. And, uh, uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, it gets kind of heavy. Because I usually get tested right before uh, you give that word. You get tested. You go through some spiritual warfare. So in this case, um, I said, you know what? It is what it is. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be obedient. I had it, and I got it confirmed when uh, I heard a message uh, just a few days after that when I said, are you sure, Lord? And the message was very, very powerful, and it was uh, basically, it was, uh, he was sharing about uh, the courage to obey. And that's not the title of this message. I'm saying that's the message that I heard. And it was about, and it was sharing how when Joshua was called to go into the promised land, you know, uh, he was, uh, it wasn't, an easy life. It was going to be a, it was going to be warfare, battle, until he got to the promised land. And even then, it wasn't going to be like, you know, pina coladas on the Red Sea, or not the Red Sea, but the Jordan River, and sunbathing on the, you know, on the banks of the Jordan River. It wasn't going to be like that. It was, he was called to a, a warfare. And so I was like, wow, that's heavy, you know what I mean? And, and then I started, you know, I was been reading, I started doing some research, and I was reading about it, and it was like, you know, you know, all of us who've been born into the body of Christ, who've been born again, we have been born into the, basically the army of the Lord. And, uh, and at one point or another, we gotta, we're going to have to uh, take up arms, spiritual arms, you know, and, and, and get ready for the battle. So it was uh, uh, Sun Tzu was a, uh, a Chinese uh, general. He's a military strategist, a writer, philosopher. He lived, uh, you know, in, uh, and he's been credited with this book. He wrote this book called The Art of War. And uh, a lot of military strategists use it in the military. And so basically he had a, one of his quotes. It says, if you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer defeat. If you know neither your enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle, basically be defeated in every battle. So, so you need to know your enemy, uh, but you also need to know your, yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses in order to successfully overcome your enemy. Uh, with that said, um, let's read this scripture. Uh, the title of this message is How to Survive Spiritual Ambush or Spiritual Ambush. And it's taken from uh, um, the, the scripture is Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. Uh, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And to stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord. I just praise you, Father, and I do. I believe this is the word you want me to share, Father. I pray right now. Just Holy Spirit, take over. 
uh, guide me, direct me, give me the words you want me to share, Father God. And I just pray for our, uh, the congregation, Lord. Pray you just help us to be able to receive the word and just pray that you just protect us, watch over us, Lord. Let your holy angels surround us and just fill us with the Holy Spirit, Lord. And I pray for the word that it will go forth and it will, it will touch lives and it will, will help us, Lord, to be able to successfully overcome our enemy, Lord, and press forward in this uh, spiritual battle that we have, Father God. I just thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so one of the things, um, so that scripture, I, I was reading it and I was, I was looking at, at the Strong's Concordance. It translates that word resist, or I'm sorry, the word to stand as to resist or to withstand against uh, uh, something, to resist and to oppose or to sustain the authority or, or force of anything. So it's saying, he's telling us to, to, to be ready to stand and to, 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 to be of steadfast mind and that we won't wa waver or hesitate. So... You know, growing up, this is the thing, growing up, um, and I'm sure many of you experienced the same thing. When we got, first time I got shot at, uh, the bullets were whizzing by my ear and everything. We're running, we're jumping out, you know, jumping out of the way, you know, car, bullets are hitting cars and we're running and we're trying to survive, right? And it's interesting because, um, I mean, I, it, it, that's what we did. We ducked, uh, we jumped behind a wall, you know, some people, I saw people hit the ground and cover their heads, you know? And every time it was... It was instinctive to preserve our lives, um, to protect ourselves. Survival instincts took over. So fast forward about seven or eight years, I joined the Marines. <laughs> so I'm in boot camp, right? And we're going through a, a phase of training called basic warrior training. And it's the second phase. And, and we're, we're, we're being uh, taught basic skills of survival and combat, combat marksmanship, uh, land navigation, how to use a gas mask, how to maneuver under enemy fire. And one of the classes was how to survive an or you know, basically ambush. And what was interesting is here we are sitting in the back of a, of a five-ton truck, uh, and all of a sudden we hear a rifle crack, you know, crackling, and, uh, and heavy machine gun fire, and they start yelling at us to, um, sorry, I need to, I didn't put my timer. So they're yelling at us, you know, deploy, you know, enemy contact, you know, contact, contact right, you know, deploy, deploy. So we get out and we start getting in a formation. So we start, you know, we start calling out. I was a squad leader, so I'm yelling at my fire teams. I'm like, first fire team, prepare to rush. Second fire team, give me cover fire. Third fire team, cover fire. So then we start going against the ambush. And I remember when they first told us that, I was like, that's kind of crazy, man. I think that's kind of insane. You know, we don't do that in the hood, you know. We, you know, we run, we hide, you know, we hide behind a rock, whatever, you know. <laughs> and you kind of see that in movies too, you know, Hollywood, they see you, you know, you get ambushed and they're just hiding, they're ducking and stuff. And, and, and the thing is, it was a strategy is to go into the ambush. And I said, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting, you know. And here I was thinking, you know, maybe I should tell the drill instructor, hey, um, hey drill instructor, that's not how we do it in the hood, you know. But of course, you ain't going to do that, you know, that's the Marines, you got to listen. So, <laughs> so what's interesting is that uh, ambushes, and this is taken from the Marine Corps um, Warfighting uh, publication, Emanuel, is that ambushes are designed uh, to, um, when the enemy feels secure or shows signs of complacency, an aggressive ambush can disrupt the enemy's scheme of maneuvers or diminish their morale or to harass them. So that's what they do. It's designed to destroy an enemy, you know? And it's a surprise, usually it's a surprise attack from a concealed position. Uh, upon a uh, moving target or a, or, or a halted target. And the ambush is one of the most effective and oldest military um, uh, operations in, in, in combat. And I thought about it, I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? Because spiritually, 
it happens. You know, you're walking down the street or you're going to work and all of a sudden, bam, something happens. You get a phone call or you get tempted or, or you get hit or somebody yells at you or something. And you're like, where did that come from? You know, it's like, what, what is that? And it causes you to lose your joy, your peace. You get upset. Um, you know, it, it causes you to, to doubt your faith, whatever it is. I, I call that a spiritual ambush. Okay. And, and its purpose is to, um, to destroy, basically destroy your morale, your, um, to harass your, your, your harass you and create apprehension in you. And, and ultimately it reduces your, your combat effectiveness. So and we see in the Bible, it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we have life and have it abundantly. So we see that the enemy's already, you know, we know what he does. He's, he's there to destroy us and, and to harass us, to kill us. And, and, and so we know that there's a spiritual battle going on. Now, if you look in, um, and you can see it in the Old Testament, I was reading uh, where Daniel was praying and fasting for 21 days. And the prince of Persia was opposing the angel uh, that was there sent to answer his prayer. And it says, the prince of Persia opposed me. He was resisting me. He was fighting against me, preventing me from getting to you. And we see where uh, many times in the New Testament where Paul said, I wanted to come to you, but Satan prevented me from coming. Uh, I, we tried to go, but, but we were uh, prevented from coming. Many, many scriptures in, in, in the Bible where it says, so there's resistance. Uh, in Romans 15, even, he said, 1522, he goes, I've been often hindered from coming to you. So we, we see that there's a resistance there. The enemy is constantly trying to stop us from fulfilling our purpose and our God-given plan. Um, so one of the things, so we know that it's going to happen. Okay, it could be the, the you know, the, the pretty girl down the street in the office or something. You're walking down and, and there's temptation right there. There's a spiritual ambush set up for you. One of the things that's interesting about ambushes, they are designed. Okay, the enemies already have their sectors of fire. Okay, so if you're, let's say, for example, going down the street, they already have prearranged their weapons into a certain area. So anybody that goes through there is going to get lit up. It's, uh, they call it the kill zone. And in, I, I, believe, I truly believe in spiritual warfare, there is a kill zone. And I believe the enemy has that prearranged kill zone. It could be your office. It could be, it could be a relationship, you know, you're in and you're not supposed to be in it. And he knows that's a kill zone. Every time you go into that, go see him, bam, you get hit. I guess the testimony, I can, I can, I have that. That's in my sermon later. I'll share. Um, and so the killing zone is, is, is a very heavy highly concentrated close range area of close range fire there's very little time or space for warriors to maneuver or seek cover and the longer they remain in the kill zone in the killing zone the more certain their destruction and this involves the immediate return of fire by those caught in the kill zone so five ways to survive a spiritual ambush you know the bible tells us in first timothy 6 8 uh, 6 12 it says fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called, uh, to which, and you made your confession in the presence of many witnesses. He say, fight the good fight. It doesn't say retreat, hide, go behind a wall, jump under a rock. It says fight. And even uh, Joshua, when he told Joshua in, in Joshua 1.9, he says, have I not commanded you? He goes, be courageous and be strong and courageous. Don't tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the, the first reactions when we get ambushed is going to be fear. But he tells them in, in 2 Chronicles, hey, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged of this vast army because the battle's not yours, but the Lord's. So we know that there's a spiritual warfare going on and it's going to happen. So we made it, God made it very clear that our human time on earth 
we're gonna, it's going to involve spiritual battle. And it's not going to be every day. It may be, could be months and weeks, and it, you know, could be when we, we're being complacent. And then he decides to give us, a, you know, we get hit, put our guards down. We stop reading the word, stop praying, stop coming to church. And we start getting, and next thing you know, bam, spiritual ambush. Well, this is the, you know, in the word, the word of God says it gives us the necessary weapons, okay? And it outlines the enemy's tactics and reveals what we need as Christians to know uh, how to defeat the enemy and how to uh, overcome the spiritual battle. First thing you need to know in order to have any chance of survival is to get out of the kill zone. As I mentioned earlier, I said that kill zone could be a number of different things. It could be a job. It could be a relationship. It could be, uh, it could, it could be an addiction. It could be something that we're, that, that's causing us to, to, um, to, to, to not get, uh, uh, apply the word of God to our lives. And, 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 and it could be something that the enemy is going to use to destroy us or to hinder us or to slow us down. So, um, and that's, that's the enemy's uh, maneuver. Uh, that's his, uh, his um, modus operandi. He, he wants to impede our ability to maneuver. And so we need to fight, not cower and run, and not find cover in the comfort of our couch with the remote or on Facebook, and I'm guilty of that, but I'm just saying, we need to be able to fight and get in there. So the first thing, second thing is, first thing, get out of the kill zone. You know, pray, get out of the kill zone. Second one is employ your weapons. One of the things that, you know, the Bible says that over the, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 4. So he tells us, and he tells us, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we need to employ the weapons. You know, our weapons are mighty, the prayer, the word of God. And one of the things about weapons is when we were doing our training, um, that rifle is everything. When you're going, when you, when you're starting to call in a, uh, you're, you're laying down a base of fire so that your buddies to the left or the right can advance forward. And then they're doing it so that you can advance forward. And you keep doing this until you overrun the enemy, but you have to use your weapons. You can't yell at them. You can't negotiate. You know, we were not supposed to be negotiating with the enemy. Like, Hey, you know, you leave me alone right now. I promise I won't, I won't preach next week, you know, or I won't, you know, cut, cut me some slack. You know, I won't share my faith at work. Just, just don't hit me no more. You know, can't do that. <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> Take up the sword of the spirit and the helmet of salvation. Uh, so we need to employ our weapons, and they're mighty in pulling down strongholds, calling in prayer. Air, I call them airstrikes. Heavenly airstrikes is what I call them. Calling in prayers, you know. God starts to answer, bam. You know, I got some testimonies that I want to share that, you know, just today I found out it, it was, I'll share it later. God is so good, you know. Third thing is you need to communicate. Communication is key. When you're on the battlefield and when you're out there, um, you got to call out for support. You got to call out to your teammates, your, 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 your fellow Marines or your, your soldiers. You got to call out. There's very few spiritual rambles in the kingdom of God. And there are some, and those are the guys that get the medals of honor. I, I understand, but it's very few, but it's a team effort. You're calling out, you're yelling at them. You're like, Hey, you know, give me some cover fire. Hey, I just saw some, I saw, I saw some movement in the, in the tree line over there. You know, I saw this, uh, uh, I see, I see some rifle crackle, you know, rifle fire from coming from behind the bushes and you're communicating left and right. This is what's going on. And it's important because, um, you don't know, you know, like I said, you got to, uh, overrun, you got to get out of that kill zone. If that's, what's causing the, the enemy to, uh, uh, to hurt your, your teammates and yourself, you got to overrun that. You got to take care of it. So you want to take that advantage away from the enemy. Okay. And one of the things I tell people is like in the spiritual, how many times do we call a brother or sister and say, Hey bro, how's everything going, man? I haven't seen you at church. Uh, is everything going? Okay. What's going on? 
you need prayer. Uh, it's not just the responsibility of the team leader to go. It's also the responsibility of the, uh, uh, the team member, the, the fire team member, to call out. You know, if you, if you, you know I, I used to tell people, I said, if, if somebody got hit and they're bleeding out and they're not saying anything about it, <laughs> you got to say something, you know. It was Sunday morning. I came in. I saw Brother John out there. I said, Brother, just lay hands on me and pray, bro. He's like, anything specific? I said, no, just pray. I didn't even know. I was just going through it. You know, I was getting hit. I don't know what was going on. I said, just pray for me, bro. I need it. I need prayer, bro. I don't know what. I call Caesar. I call everybody. Like, pray for me, man. And it was, I said, thank you, Lord, because I needed that, you know. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we got to check on somebody else, a brother or sister. We haven't seen them in church. Um, hey, what's going on? You need prayer? Uh, you need counsel? What is it, you know? So we got to be able to, you know, and, and we're, we're going to win together as a team, not as spiritual Rambos. Although there are some out there, praise the Lord, but <laughs> it's going to be teamwork, team effort. And it goes on. Uh, so while um, the, third, the fourth thing, you need to consolidate and reorganize. You start to check on your teammates, check for injuries. You say, hey, you provide first aid, employ the life-saving steps. Uh, you check for breathing. Uh, if they're bleeding, you stop the you protect the wound, treat for shock. You check on them, and you find out, how, what's going on? Are you okay? Did you get hit this week? Um, and how are you holding up? I think I just covered that. And then, like I said, we don't know. You know, a brother or a sister could be bleeding out spiritually, and we're trying to put a Band-Aid on there like, hey, God bless you, man. Have a good day. This brother needs prayer, you know? Probably needs some deliverance. We don't know. But let's try to, you know, be sensitive to that and see if that's what they need. They may need hands to, to be laid on them to pray, to get healed or delivered or something, you know? And, you know, maybe a sister's going through a difficult time. and Maybe they're embarrassed or afraid to say anything to anyone. But let's reach out. Let's pray for them, you know? Ask them if they need something specific, you know, for prayer. Uh, and like I said, if you're going through something, don't be afraid to ask for help or for prayer or even spiritual advice from a trusted brother or sister or a pastor or a leader, you know? Um, I mentioned, um, and I can share this because it was about a year ago. This is testimony. About a year ago, uh, I was in a relationship which I had no business getting involved in, even though the lady said she was a Christian. Uh, you know, you got to kind of do a little more research and find out how strong of a Christian they are. And I remember like, okay, Lord. And then I, I forgot who told me, hey, bro, you know you got no business talking to her. I said, I know, bro, but she's Christian, man. Maybe, you know, and, and I shouldn't have... I remember I woke up one morning, and I could hear the, I heard of, uh, it was like the Holy Spirit said, she's on assignment to basically to destroy me. And I was like, huh? How can that be? She's Christian. Man. And as I started to do a little more research, I found out she wasn't really a, a strong Christian. She, you know, went to, she hadn't been in church in like five months. And I was like, oh, wow, that's strange. Okay, that's not a real strong Christian, you know. But I started to realize, and, and I, so I, I cut it off. But then I felt you know, I got hit, you know, and it was like this crazy spirit of depression. I've never, to this day, I, I don't get depressed, you know. I might get sad. I might, you know, but hey, I get over it. This was like a demonic spirit that hit me, and I was like, man, I was going through it. And I, it, was, it was so powerful that, I mean, I'm, I mean, it was like now I know why people commit suicide. That's how it was like a demonic spirit. Like, you know, there's, you know, why do you, why even live, you know, Life is purposeless. Do that. And I'm like, no, that's a lie of the devil, man. Get away. And I, the thing was, I was fighting it. And I was like, this is, this is an intense, this is a battle. This is a spiritual ambush. I got hit out of nowhere. You know, everything's going well. I got a good job. I got this. And all of a sudden, this is hitting me. And I'm like, this is, I know this is demonic. And I, I remember telling Caesar and telling him, I was praying. I said, you know what? I'll crank the worship up and I'll go to work and I'll be praising. And I still, man, I was getting hit. And it was just like, man, what's going on here? You know, this is, this is, this is evil. But I believe that the Lord allowed me to see that, you know, um, one, to, to, to be able to empathize with people who are going through that, who are struggling with depression, because it, it, it is, it's horrible. It is horrible. But I remember 
It was just the hopelessness, the depression, the, the apathy, nothing. And then I knew, I knew it wasn't normal. I said, this isn't right. This, you know, I don't, it, it, it's, it's evil. It's a demonic. Uh, so I, I immediately repented of, you know, anything I had done. I prayed. I continued to pray and seek his face. And I started to employ the weapons of, the warf of warfare. I started to do this, what I, what I do. Put on the worship. Started claiming promises. I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. I said, I know I've, I've, uh, the Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. I said, I started praying and fast and praying and fasting. And I started reading the word and reminding me of his promises. You know, what I've, uh, he who called you shall, uh, completed a, will complete the good work in you. I started, I mean, I started taking all these scriptures, man. It was like overload, you know, bam, feeding myself with the scriptures and fighting. And it was hard. But you know what? Three days later, it broke. And I praise God for that. And it was hard. It was a, it was a battle. Yes, it was a battle. And I said, okay, Lord. But the good thing is that this spiritual, the, I, I've applied a lot of these lessons that I learned in the military to the spiritual because that's kind of what the enemy was doing. You know, those tactics are nothing new. They use them all the time. But why not the enemy using it against us? You know, that's what happens. So, uh, and I started to, it was, it was a three-day battle. I got delivered. And I don't wish that on anybody. I, but it's, I, I do believe I'll be able to, you know, help somebody if they're ever going through that because it's hard. So the fifth thing is you want to make sure that your weapon is ready and clean. One of the things that I learned, and I shared this with a couple of brothers, when I was in the Marine Corps, we, um, everything uh, is about your weapon. They actually pray. There's a, there's a rifleman's prayer. You pray every night about your weapon. I know it sounds crazy. People say you're brainwashed, whatever, but it, I'm serious. You pray. You don't pray to the weapon. You pray to God about you and your weapon. It's like, you know, this is my rifle. There are many like it. You know, you've probably seen it in some of the movies. And, 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 you, and you learn everything about it. There's, there's acronyms, you know. Uh, there's a lightweight, machine-fed, gas-operated, air-cooled, shoulder-fired weapon. You know, you learn its capabilities, you know, the different rates of fire, uh, the maximum effective range, um, the weight. Oh, my God, everything. Uh, the, the safety rules, how to use it, uh, the cycle of operations. And you're drinking, when you're drinking water, they're telling you you're, it's just it's very interesting the way they train you. Because they want you to remember this, and it, and they, the, the really important thing is they have you take the weapon apart every single day, so many times. Take it apart, put it back together, clean it, put it back, clean it. And some of you who've been in the military know, and that's what they do. Under two minutes, they're timing you, and you got to be able to do it because in the event of a, of a of a combat situation and your weapon fails to fire, you're 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 at the mercy of the enemy. You need to get that weapon employed and get it going and putting rounds down range. Spiritually, this is interesting. I said, you know, they, they've said this about them in the Marines. They said uh, the most dangerous weapon in the world is a Marine and his rifle. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. I, said, I thought about it. I was like, what about in the spiritual, in the, in the kingdom of God? And I thought about it. I was like, man, I think one of the most dangerous weapons in the king, or one of the most dangerous persons in the kingdom of God is somebody who has the word of God, who knows how to rightly divide it, who is filled with the spirit, who can go in there and claim promises, bring down fire from heaven, rightly divide the word, give promises to people and help them and, and pray. And I said, wow, that's why the enemy always hits people like that, because we're you're powerful when you have the word of God. When you're, we're, you know, that's the word, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, you know. And I said, man, that's that's powerful. And I said, you know, and, you know, we're victory outreach, you know, we're frontline soldiers in this army, in the army of God. You know, we're the ones that go to the behind the enemy, behind enemy lines and go in there and go to do the recon on, on uh, calling on heavenly airstrikes on crack houses and, and heroin shooting galleries and go to the meth houses and go in the streets. Because you guys, we are the frontline soldiers. I know that. There's no, I've been out there. There's other ministries. I, I've been with other ministries and this is not, there's nothing like victory outreach. I guarantee there's nothing like victory outreach. They are frontline soldiers. I can see it. 
They're like the Marines of the spiritual realm, and I believe it. I, I believe it in the, in the army, in the, in the, 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 I want to say the army of God, but okay. But I see that, that they are. So, and there was a story. So one of the things, uh, we were doing a live fire training exercise, right? And we had a certain number of rounds. We're supposed to hit a certain number of targets and go through this whole training exercise, um, I don't know, a couple hundred yards, jumping in trenches, bayonet assault course, and then firing, hitting the targets. And they're, you know, observers, you know, there's other um, instructors making sure that you're hitting the targets. And somehow I ended up getting sand, or my, my rifle got dirty. And, and I, was, I was jumping in there and I was like, you know, I was trying to, you know, fire and it was nothing. And so we have what's called a remedial action. There's a little, little uh, acronym, or not acronym, but a little thing that we go and we call it tap, rack, bang. We tap the magazine, we, make, we rack the charging handle, pull the trigger, and if you hear a bang, you're back in business. If you don't, <laughs> you do it again, and you keep doing it. And this, in this case, it wasn't firing, so I said, man, so here I'm in a trench, and I looked around, and I was like, we have a little cleaning kit in the back of our, our rifle. So I'm trying to clean the rifle, and I'm like, and the, the, the drill instructor is yelling at me, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, get, 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 put that back and get over there. And I was like, so I pulled the charging handle back, and there was one round I still had, and I just forced it in there. And I said, okay, I got one round, and I made it count. I waited till I got to the very end, hit the target, passed the course and everything. But then when it came time to clean my, my, my rifle, I remember I pulled the charging handle and, it, and, the, and, the, and the bullet ejected, the casing ejected, and I looked at it, and there was a groove all the way down that groove, all the way down. And I was like, where did that come from? Because, you know, and I looked, and as I looked closely, there was one little grain of sand. One little grain had jammed my weapon. Had I been in a, in a live uh, combat situation, I probably wouldn't be here. To, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here. But by the grace of God, you know, it was just interesting. But I saw that and I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? And later the Lord revealed to me, that's like sin in our lives. If there's something in our lives, when we try to employ our weapon and read the, the, the scripture or, or, or preach the word of God or come out, it's not going to happen. Because that grain of sand is right there causing that hindrance. You know, it affects, uh, it short circuits the effectiveness of our spiritual weapons. And we need to be able to, um, to make sure that our weapon is clean the word of God we need to be in the word of God praying and getting in the word of God so um hold on yeah so when I saw that I said wow this is interesting uh, you know you got to keep your your rifle clean your weapon clean the word of God so like I said in 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 closing it's going to be uh I said there's five things to survive the spiritual ambush one you got to get out of the kill zone like I said, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a bad job that's keeping you from the things of God. Maybe it's addiction that's keeping you from the best that God has to offer you. Two, employ your weapon, which is the word of God. Find God's promises. Get in the word of God. Read his word. Speak his word and his promises. And like I said, if you, if you have trouble reading, or, or not trouble reading, but getting the, the, the like sometimes I can't, I can't carry this thing all, you know. Sometimes I, I got on a tablet or my phone. There's apps out there. Get the Bible on, on an audio app. Plug it into your phone, auxiliary cable, you know. Bump it, you know. But get in the word and listen to the word. Uh, sermons, you know. So you have the word of God, so you have those promises to be able to fight back when you get ambushed, when that day comes. You know, the Bible says in, in, in back to uh, Ephesians 6.15, it says, uh, finally, brethren, um, and, and, and take up the whole armor that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You know, he's saying there's going to be an evil day. There's going to be a day when you're going to get hit. And it's probably going to happen many times in our spiritual lives, in our walk with the Lord. Stand, resist, fight. Don't let the enemy overrun you. When that happens, you become a casualty of spiritual warfare. You don't want to be a casualty. Amen.
um, communicate, speak to others, let them know, hey, pray with others, let them know what's going on, and consolidate, reorganize. What I like to say, I like to compare that to coming to church. When you're getting thrown through a battle and you're getting hit, a lot of times you don't want to come to church. But I, I'm like, you got to, man. That's when you come back and you regroup. You get refilled, filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you come to the altar. You get right. You do whatever you got to do. You get in there. You pray. You worship. You hear, you, you hear from God. And you regroup and get your, 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 uh, uh, your, your forces together again. You come back into the body of Christ and get that fire again, you know. So I say, well, we belong to Jesus. We belong to Christ. The enemy never has the final word of our lives. We are secure in God's hands. But we need to press on. We need to be courageous and, and fight and, and never hold back from fear uh, or, or fear of defeat. We need to understand, um, like I said, the enemy. We understand who our enemy is. He's out to destroy us. He roars about like a roaring lion, uh, seeking whom he may devour. It says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him in the faith. You know, And we, we need to know that, um, yeah, fight the good fight. Take the helmet of salvation. One of the things, a uh, quick, a real touch on the, on the armor of God. I talk about the helmet and everything. So, you know, when you go out there, you don't go out there. Uh, very rarely do you, you see uh, uh, Marines, unless they're special forces, they go back there. But most everybody, you got, you got your, your Kevlar, you got your flak jacket, you got your helmet, you got all the, 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 the now they have the armor bearing plates. They have everything because you go out there fully protected to protect you from these um, IEDs, grenades, rifles, whatever it is, you know. Um, I've, like I said, you need to be, have the armor of God on you. So as the worship team comes up, I just uh, want to remind you, hey, God's still on the throne. He's awesome. You know, we're called a spiritual battle. It's time. Uh, we need to start employing our weapons and get our armor on. You know, there's days, like I said, I went through, uh, the reason why, I, I think I shared, one of the reasons why I didn't want to share this was because I knew I was going to get hit. And I did get hit hard. I mean, but you know what? God is so good. Just today, just today, got a phone call. One of my kill zone, I've been walking into my kill zone for, for about two years already, my job. I had some crazy demonic stuff coming against me. It was hard. Every day I went in there, man, it was like, man, a battle, an attack, thrown under the bus. I was like, Lord, when? But I said, you know what? I'm still going to press forward. I don't care. I'm not going to let them you know, bully me around. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm fighting. And I said, I'm going to go through this. And I was going through it. Praise God. Today, I got a phone call. I just interviewed for a position uh, uh, within the college district uh, a couple days ago on Wednesday. And I didn't even want to interview. I'm like, for what? I've been interviewed like 10, 12 times. I said, every time I interview, they, they shoot me down. I don't want to interview no more. And I wasn't going to go. And I said, you know what, Lord? In faith, I'm going to trust you, Lord. You want me to go? I'll go. Just because just, I'm going to trust you, Lord. And I did. Just today, <laughs> I got a phone call. They want to offer you the position. I said, yeah, I accept. Praise the Lord. And, it's, it, and my friends were telling me, that's God, man, because that's perfect for you, man. You know, it's, it's, it's working at a campus that's three miles from my house, working with veterans, helping them with counseling services, you know, uh, at the college. And I get to go in late. 10 o'clock, and I like to sleep in, so, so I was like, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, and I was like, man, that's just, that's God right there, but you know what, imagine if I had just said, you know what, I don't want to go, I, I, I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired of fighting, Lord, I'm tired of just, I just, just give up, but you know what, you, sometimes you got to press forward, because right before the blessing is when the battle comes, and you're going to have to hit, you're going to get hit, and you got to press forward, and you got to fight, so with that said, um, like I said, the altars are open, I'm going to pray right now, if you, you know, if you're here tonight, Maybe you've been going through it. 
maybe even getting hit, you know what? Praise the Lord. Come up and get some prayer. Tell, talk to a brother. Ask a pastor to pray. Lay hands on you. You know, maybe you're going through it. Uh, maybe there's something you need to leave at the altar tonight and let it go. And say, you know what? Stop walking into that kill zone and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to leave it in your hands because I'm tired of getting hit. You know, uh, walk away from that. And um, as the worship plays, we go ahead and start. And like I said, it just, it, I open up the prayer. If you're here tonight, you've never accepted the Lord. Um, I will, I, I tell you right now, God is so good. He will always be there for you. He'll protect you. He, you know, he, he sent his own son. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son for us, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Jesus, just it starts with a simple prayer, a life changing prayer. Something I, I prayed this many years ago and God radically changed my life overnight. And God is so good. He just prayed, God, forgive me for my sins. I accept and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that you sent him for my, to die for my sins. And I accept you, Jesus, into my heart as my Lord and as my Savior. Please forgive me of all my sins. And I just ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit now. In Jesus' name, amen. Something real simple, just pray that. And if you're here tonight, like I said, just come to the altar and ask God just to work in your life. We just thank you, Father, for this time. Lord, I just pray that you just seal this message in our hearts, Father God, that we can know our enemy, know how to respond whenever we get hit, Father God, going forward, Lord, that we're not going to be a, a, a spirit. We're not going to be victims anymore, Lord. We're going to be victors. We're going to win. We're not going to be victimized. We're going to be victorious, Father God. And you're, fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father God. And I pray that we, as we go forward, Father God, we just reach uh, to the, in the highways and the byways. Those are lost and broken and hurt father god we just thank you father help us lord to start to be victorious warriors for christ and your kingdom lord fill us with your spirit my god we praise you father we thank you lord in jesus name lord amen amen i just want to move your heart